You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Paranormal Pets is brought to you by Petco.com. Petco is a leading specialty retailer of premium pet food supplies and services, offering more than 10,000 high-quality pet-related products. Enter the code PARANORMAL10, PARANORMAL, the number 10, and get 10% off any order. No minimum at Petco.com. It's 11 o'clock at night. It's dark. You're sitting in front of the mirror getting ready for bed. There's nobody else in the house. You see something move in the corner of your eye. You glance to your right, but you don't see anything. Another minute goes by, and you think you see movement again. So you slowly turn to your left, but again, the room is empty. You turn back around, and staring you face to face in the mirror is a cat. You jump back, because you don't have a cat, and there's no cat in the room. But there he is, staring at you in the mirror. Welcome to Paranormal Pets, where you can always expect the unexpected. Each week, we'll discuss all aspects of weird or spiritual animal encounters, ghosts, totems, psychic animals, animal souls, animal angels, and animals in religion, with a little cryptozoology thrown in. Now, step into the supernatural world of pets with your Paranormal Pets ghostly host, our ghost host. Hello, and welcome to Paranormal Pets. I am your host, Brandy Stark. The Stark Clan Pug Pack is also here with me, and you may hear them in the background. So, just be prepared, though, because they're all gathered around, because this episode is dedicated to the mysterious black dog phenomenon. I figured that as Halloween approaches, and we are now the second day into October, that I might want to warn these poor listeners about a few supernatural animals you might want to avoid. So, when we get back from these commercial messages, we'll actually get started into the black shuck, and the black dog, and the phantom dog phenomena. We'll be right back. Time for something really scary. A word from our sponsors. Paranormal pets will reappear before you can say Bigfoot. Don't run away. Paranormal Pets is brought to you by 1-800-PET-MEDS, America's largest pet pharmacy. 1-800-PET-MEDS is your best source for pet medications, vitamins, supplements, and pet supplies. Get great savings, fast service, and free shipping. Go to PetMeds.com forward slash paranormal to get 10% off any order and free shipping on orders of $39 or more. Hello! I'm Deborah Wolf, and I'm inviting you to my animal party on Pet Life Radio. The dress code? Come as you are. Pajamas, a tux, you can even go naked like your pets. Unleash your party animal at my animal party. Guests you know from Animal Planet, TV, radio, the news, and bookstores will be joining me. And that's because after I won Best Pet Radio in America from the DWAA, I got my paw on the door and I met a lot of amazing people. And the best of the best are going to be coming to the party. They're coming to party with us. So join us at the animal party. Don't miss the party. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.
Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Did you hear that? Our commercials have mysteriously disappeared. Paranormal Pets is back with our haunted host, our ghost host. And welcome back to Paranormal Pets. I am still your host, Brandy Stark, at least as far as I know. That changes, I'll let you know as well. But I thought that we'd go ahead and take a quick look at uh, some of the black dog legends out there, particularly as Halloween approaches. And quite frankly, I personally have always found the black dog stories to be a little bit scary, even though I have a great affection for pugs. And I actually have a couple of black pugs of my own. I will say that uh, pug owners do know there's a slight difference between black and fawn pugs. And often we'll say there's a little bit of the devil in the black pugs. They tend to be a little more mischievous and they have a slightly different attitude than the fawn. And so perhaps, uh, perhaps they're related in some strange way to these ethereal beasts. Now the inspiration for this show actually came from the Element Encyclopedia of Ghosts and Hauntings, the ultimate A to Z guide of spirits, mysteries, and the paranormal by Teresa Chiang. This book was actually a gift, and uh, you'd be amazed at how much time one has when one is no longer uh, working on a doctorate because one has graduated. So I have actually been going back through about three years' worth of books, and this one caught my eye, and I am so delighted that I, I actually read it cover to cover. It has some really good information in it. According to this book, entry Black Shuck on page 55, they start off talking about spectral dogs. Spectral dogs in general play a role in many haunting legends, and it is reported that Sir Arthur Conan Doyle based his story, The Hound of the Baskervilles, on accounts of the Black Shuck legends. Black Shuck is alleged to be a phantom dog in British folklore that has frequently been cited in Norfolk, Suffolk, Essex, and Devon. The common name of this ghostly animal varies according to locality. Old Shuck in Norfolk, Old Shock in Suffolk, Yeth in Devon, Puka in Ireland, Barguest in Yorkshire, to name but a few. His appearance is often considered a death omen. The origins of the Black Shuck remain shrouded in mystery, but the stories probably originated from the hound of the old Viking raiders god, Odin, and from the Celtic legends of Arwen, whose hounds of hell searched for human souls. The name Black Shuck may have originated from a local word, shucky, meaning shaggy, or an Anglo-Saxon term, skuka, or shuka, meaning Satan or demon. Other local names have been Galley Trot, Old Snarly Yowl, and Old Scarf. Black Shuck is described as being black, the size of a very large dog, or even a small calf. It is reported to have large saucer-shaped eyes of red or yellow. In some instances, it has been reported as being headless or having just one large cyclops-type eye and to wear a collar or chain which rattles as it moves. The hound is said to roam graveyards and lonely country roads, and on stormy nights its howling can be heard. It is believed to leave no fingerprints, but its icy breath can be felt. To see or even hear the phantom animal is thought to be a foreboding of misfortune, madness, or death. In parts of Devon, even speaking its name is thought to bring misfortune. In Suffolk, though, it is thought that Black Shuck is harmless as long as it is not bothered. In Cambridgeshire, Black Shuck is said to have favorite haunts along the banks of the River Ouse and in the flat landscape of the Fens. There is little evidence of the Black Shuck causing anyone any harm on contact but there is a curious account of an attack back in 1577 in the parish of Bungay, Suffolk. The parishioners were at church when the church darkened and a violent storm broke out. 
The black shuck appeared from nowhere in the middle of the congregation. It charged through the church, causing mass panic and killing two men who were kneeling in prayer. A third man is thought to have died from severe burns. At the same time, a few miles away in Blytheburg, another black dog reputedly appeared out of nowhere in the local church, killing three men and left burn marks on the church door. So that, to me, is always a little unnerving. So I went online to see what else I could find on the black shuck. And I have to give uh, some kudos to author Daniel Parkinson, whose website, Mysterious Britain and Ireland, Mysteries, Legends, and the Paranormal, is actually very good. And apparently it is up to its 10th anniversary, so it's been around a while. For those who are interested, I will try to include the websites with this episode uh, summary. But verbally, it's www.mysteriousbritain.co.uk backslash folklore backslash phantom dash black dash dogs dot html. So black dogs, according to this author, stories of phantom black dogs abound in Britain. Almost every country has its own variant, from the black shuck of East Anglia to the padfoot of bogey beast of Yorkshire. Phantom black dogs have been witnessed too frequently in modern times to parcel the phenomena as pure folklore and legend, but then folklore and legend often has its origin in real events. There are various theories to explain the phenomena, and they seem to have many common traits from sighting to sighting. The appearance of the phantoms varies from region to region, but it is not uncommon for them to be described as calf's eyes, with saucer-shaped eyes and a shaggy coat. Phantom dogs are not always black. There is uh, one that is supposed to haunt the area around Calthorpe and Hogham in Lincolnshire, which is described as white, but still has saucer eyes and is as big as a calf. The Cusith, the traditional fairy dog of Scotland, is dark green in color with a shaggy tail up its back. Black dogs are more often than not associated with a specific location, such as an old trackway or lane. This is sometimes reflected in the name of the routeway, although not every black dog lane has a tradition of the haunting. There have been some attempts at classification. The folklorist Theo Brown divided the black dog phenomena into three separate categories, A, B, and C. A is the shape-shifting demon dog. B is the dark black dog that is calf-sized with shaggy fur. And C is a dog that appears in time with certain ancient festivals in specific areas of the country. Catherine Briggs, the renowned folklorist, splits these further into demon dogs, the ghosts of human beings, and the ghosts of dogs in their own rights. In local tradition, the black dog sightings are seen as death portents, especially those seen in the ancient churchyards in the form of the church or Kirk Grimm, Kirk being the Scottish word for church, which is thought to represent a folk memory of a sacrifice. The black dog that used to haunt Peel Castle and nearby graveyards of the Isle of Man is one such grim, and it is said to have scared a sentry to death. Other sightings from the south of England have been related to coincidental sudden deaths. The next two accounts relate to actual deaths by a black dog over 400 years ago, although it is likely that both events were the result of ball lightning. A weather vane in Burgay Market in Suffolk depicts a black dog in a flash of lightning commemorating an event on Sunday the 4th of August, 1577. Between 9 and 10 in the morning, the parishioners of Bungay were at church. A fearful and violent storm broke out, which caused the sky to darken and the church to quake. Suddenly, in the midst of the storm, a black dog appeared within church. Lit by flashes of fire, it ran around the body of the church, causing great fear and panic. It passed between two people kneeling at prayer, killing them instantly, and caused another man to shrivel up, severely burned, although it is said that he survived. 
which is interesting from the other account which said he did not. About seven miles away in Blytheburg, at an, around the same time, another black dog or the same phenomena appeared in the parish church preceded by the same thunderstorm. This black dog struck three people dead and left scorch marks on the north church door, which can still be seen today. These two examples suggest phenomena related to weather conditions, perhaps some form of little understood ball lightning, substantiated by the fact that one person was burned and the scorch marks on the church door. It is difficult to make any snap judgments because of the long span of time involved from the recorded events. Other phantom dogs are more benevolent, and stories exist of people being helped from tight spots. For example, Augustus Hare in his book In My Solitary Life recounts a common tale he heard about a man called Johnny Greenwood, of Swancliffe. Johnny had to ride through a wood in darkness for a mile to get to where he was going. At the entrance of the wood, he was joined by a black dog. It pattered beside him until he emerged from the trees, whereupon it disappeared as quickly as it had arrived. On his return journey through the woods, the dog joined him again on the dark woodland path and disappeared mysteriously when he emerged. Apparently, some years later, two prisoners condemned to death confessed that they had decided to rob and murder Johnny that night in the wood, but the presence of the large black dog had stopped them. Black dogs often seem to haunt ancient lanes, trackways, crossroads, old churchyards, and prehistoric sites. Many of these places were associated with local superstitions and the uncanny. They are liminal places where the veil between worlds was thought to be thin. The haunts of the black dog are also features said to denote ley lines. It has been suggested that they represent some form of energy or natural phenomena molded by the mind into an archetype of the black dog. A great deal of work has been done by earth mystery researchers to suggest that certain geographical and geophysical conditions may affect the human mind. These places were recognized by ancient man, and that is why black dogs, as some form of archetype, appear at places of ancient sanctity. The same theory has also been applied to other unexplained phenomena. Gallows sites, often crossroads, were also common black dog haunts. The black dog was often seen, as you can hear, as the spirit of an executed criminal, such as the dog said to haunt the gallows sites in Trigg, Hartfordshire. An old woman was drowned for witchcraft at Tring in the year 1751. A chimney sweep was held responsible in part for the killing and was hanged and gibbeted near the place of the crime. A black dog came to haunt the place where the gibbet stood and was seen by the village schoolmaster. He is described as being shaggy, as big as a Newfoundland, with the long ears and tails, eyes of flaming fire, and long teeth. It is interesting to note that at first the black dog appeared as a standing flame. Flames and scorched earth being another aspect associated with sightings. Black dogs are also seen as guardians of treasure, especially in Scotland. A black dog was said to guard treasure buried under standing stones near Murrithley in Perthshire, and we have an account of a black dog on an ancient site as a guardian of treasure. In summary, it seems that the phenomena of phantom dogs is a complex mix of folklore, sightings, and local superstition, which has its roots reaching far into the past. They are probably a myriad of different explanations for modern sightings, and a phantom black dog is a powerful archetype incorporated into modern stories such as the Hound of the Baskervilles. We hope to delve into the mystery further in the future, including some of the many folk tales associated with them. Now, in addition, he does give uh, a couple of the other examples, and we're going to take a look at the bar guest, I believe is how you say this. And for any UK listeners, I apologize for completely slaughtering the names of pretty much everything that I'm saying. So, the bar guest and Church Grimm, or Kirk Grimm. The bar guest is one name for the phantom black dog in appearance. 
The bar guest was as large as a calf with large, sharp fangs and claws, fiery eyes, and a shaggy black coat. The bar guest seems to have been a name used relatively widely for a shape-shifting creature, which could also appear in the shape of a bear. Indeed, the name bar guest may derive from the German for bear ghost. In common with many supernatural creatures, the bar guest could not cross running water, and as a black dog, it was often seen as a death porten. The church grim, or kirk grim, the guardian of old ch- churchyards in the form of a black dog, it protected the dead from the devil. Demons are other nefarious supernatural creatures. The dog was often seen on stormy nights and was regarded as a portent of death. It has been surmised that the church grim is a folk memory of a sacrifice. It was believed in the past that the first burial in a churchyard would have to watch over the rest of the dead. A dog may have been buried first in place of a human. Phantom black dogs are numerous in Britain, and almost every area has its own variant. Although not all of these are thought to be derived from folk memory of a sacrifice, the practice was once widespread. The other entry that uh, we are given is the Ku Sith. And again, I apologize if I am not pronouncing that quite correctly, but it's also known as the Kate Sith and the Ku Sith. The Kate Sith literally translates to fairy cat. Oh, I guess it has a feline cousin. The creature was said to haunt the highland region. The cat was said to be as big as a dog and completely black, apart from one white spot on its breast. Like a real cat, it could be ferocious if stumbled upon. It is possible the belief is related to some of the mystery black cats that have been caught in the region. The highlands are also still populated with the wild cat in some places, and they are extremely aggressive if cornered. The Kusith literally translates to fairy dog. This is the Highland equivalent. In appearance, the dog was green with long, shaggy fur, was roughly the size of a large calf. Not unusually, it was considered dangerous to meet. The creature was capable of hunting in silence and would let out three barks, which could be heard for miles around. Supernatural dogs are usually completely black or white with red ears. This is the only example of a green dog, although green is the color of the fairies. So, rather interesting to see all of the different variants. Now, I did do a little more internet research, and as long as we're over in the Isles in the UK, I thought we'd take a look at one other site. This actually comes from www.paranormaldatabase.com backslash reports backslash shuckdata.php. So, the website is actually paranormaldatabase.com. Uh, you can do a search, and they actually have kind of an interesting series of, uh, of detailed information. When I input phantom dogs, what I ended up with was the shuck and other devil dog reports from the paranormal database. And according to this search engine, there are 293 pages of such stories. So apparently we really do need to take this quite seriously. Now, I'm only going to look at page one, which has 25 full entries, and just give you a few examples of reports. This one is called Large Hound. Uh, Location is Yorkshire. It is described as a shuck. And this report actually comes from summer 2001. The comments, a large black dog ran in front of two women traveling to Leeming Bar by car. The driver closed her eyes and braked hard, expecting to hit the creature. The passenger watched the hound pass through the bonnet and noticed the creature had no facial features, floppy ears, and was shadow-like. A man that the woman spoke to once they reached the bar later killed himself. So was this hound a portent? Red-eyed dog. Uh, this one I like because it's, it is from Aylesworth, Northamptonshire. 
The date is unknown, but the comments say this huge hound possesses red eyes that burn as bright as the sun, making the creature easy to spot if he tries to sneak up on you. And I thought, well, that's very British. Yes, yes, I would hope if I saw a giant black dog with glowing red eyes, I would pay some attention to it. At least from here on out, I will. Uh, there's a running hound, date unknown, but it shows up for the full moon and it's reoccurring. A large black dog is said to run from the downs to town fields. Here it stares over a flint wall before retreating the way it came. There is a white dog reported. The creature is reportedly the dog of a young man murdered while out walking during the 1700s. Because the pitiful hound sat by the victim's shallow grave, the animal uh, was killed by the criminals. And as you can hear, I've got my own very watchful pugs here. I apologize. But uh, the haunting is said to have ceased after the bodies of a dog and owner were discovered when the road was widened. There's a long-necked dog sometime from the 20th century. This black dog was... My, they're getting excited. And we haven't even gone out trick-or-treating yet. I'm afraid to see what happens that night. The long-necked dog. This black dog was described by a witness as being tall and lean with a long neck and a protruding muzzle. The hound is not regarded here as an ill omen. Let's see. There's a gray greyhound. Date sometime in the late 1940s. After seeing a creature in his chicken coop, a farmer fired a shotgun at the creature. It ran through the netting and escaped, examining the scene in the morning. The farmer could find no holes in the netting or footprints of the dog. Black Dog, late 19th century. Charles Walton, the same man who was murdered in the Lower Quinton area, claimed to have seen a phantom black dog for several successive nights when he was younger. On the last night, instead of the dog, he saw a ghostly headless woman. He soon heard that his sister had died at roughly the same time as the last sighting. There's a prehistoric site, well, in Wales. Amluk? I'm not quite sure how to say it. The stone circle between village and St. Elian Church. So there's a phantom hound there. So the next time you're in Wales, you might want to check that out. April Treewick in Yorkshire. Date unknown. This dog possessed glowing red eyes and a yellow tint to its fur. It was a dog-like bar guest, which is the harbinger of doom. So they actually have quite a few. There's a webbed-footed hound, a large dog with eyes the size of saucers once haunted the area of Balden. But you can actually go through this site and take a look at those. The last one that I will leave you with, which is my personal favorite, is the monkey-faced shuck. So uh, date and time unknown. Uh, I'm hoping that it was not too early after bar hours (laughs) had closed type thing. This is an interesting one. For reasons unknown, this shuck, which has been observed in this area, is believed to have a bald head and wide eyes similar to that of a monkey, while the body is that of a large, black, shaggy dog. It leaps out in front of cars traveling along the road, only to dart out of the way at the last possible second, either on all fours or standing upright. That's an interesting sight to see. So... Again, I will post this website for those of you who are interested. And what we're going to do is we're going to take some commercial messages. And when we get back, I'm going to tell you about a few of the black dog sightings here in the United States. Uh, The first one in Connecticut. So we will be right back after these messages. Now, time for something really scary. A word from our sponsors. Paranormal pets will reappear before you can say Bigfoot. 
don't run away. Paranormal Pets is brought to you by Pet Care Rx, America's most affordable pet pharmacy. Pet Care Rx offers the same meds as top vets, but with a savings up to 50%. And if you find a lower price on a certified EPA and FDA approved medication, Pet Care Rx will match that price. So go to PetCareRx.com. Use promo code PARANORMAL10. P-A-R-A-N-O-R-M-A-L, the number 10, and receive $10 off orders of $50 or more. Welcome to Sassy Seniors, a show about our fabulous older dogs and cats. I'm your host, Kelly Jackson. You know, I wanted to create a show to really showcase our senior pets. And you know, as the human population ages and lives longer, of course, so are our wonderful pets. But many of us with aging pets, it's so interesting. We have a tough time realizing or really admitting that they are seniors. So in a way, I kind of like to think of our senior pets as, as wise puppies. What do you think about that? Be sure to join us for another day of Sassy Seniors. And remember, celebrate your senior pets. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio. PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs> Did you hear that? Our commercials have mysteriously disappeared. Paranormal Pets is back with our haunted host, our ghost host. And welcome back. We're taking a look at the Black Dog of Hanging Hills. This is a Connecticut ghost story uh, retold by S.E. Schlosser on the website American Folklore which you can find at AmericanFolklore.net backslash folklore blackdogofhangginghill.html He smiled as he sipped at his coffee. It had been an excellent hike. He was glad his friend had recommended coming to the Hanging Hills in Connecticut, not the first place that had come to his mind when considering a vacation, but it was beautiful here. When his friend arrived, tomorrow they would tackle some of the more challenging terrain. Did you have a nice hike? asked the innkeeper as she refilled his cup. Yes, indeed. I had some unexpected company, he said with a smile. Really? I thought you were the only one crazy enough to go hiking in the rain, she teased. It was a little black dog, he said. Cute fellow. Followed me all the way up the mountain and down again. He looked up from his coffee to see the innkeeper's face had gone pale. A little black dog, she said. That's not good. Why not? We have a saying around here, she replied, and if a man shall meet the black dog once, it shall be for joy, and if twice, it shall be for sorrow, and a third time he shall die. He laughed. That's just superstition. That's what Mr. Pinchon said. He saw the black dog twice. The second time he saw the dog, the friend he was climbing with fell to his death. And later, Mr. Pinchon decided to climb the same mountain. And he died, too. Everyone here believes he saw the dog just before he fell. Nonsense. It was just a cute stray, he said uneasily. She shrugged and took the coffee pot over to her other customers. His friend arrived the next morning, and they both laughed about the story of the black dog. They set out on their climb. About halfway up the mountain, he looked up and saw the black dog. There's the dog, he called to his friend. And then his foot slipped and he plunged down the side of the hill, desperately grabbing at saplings and rocks, trying to halt his descent. It seemed to take forever for him to stop sliding. There was a stabbing pain in his leg. When he looked at it, his head swimming, it was at a bent angle. They had to send in a mountain rescue team to get him down. 
at the hospital. They told him his leg was broken in two places, and he was very lucky it wasn't worse. You know, that was a very strange fall, his friend said uneasily. You really don't think it had anything to do with that black dog. He looked down at the cast that extended all the way up to his hip. I don't know, but I really don't want to find out. Next time, let's go to Colorado, his friend agreed. You can read a longer version of the spooky Connecticut ghost story in Spooky New England by S.E. Schlosser. So, kind of interesting because it might be a variant of the black dog stories, at least as a portent of death. We'll see if we can find a few others from the United States, because I do seem to recall a couple of rather spooky graveyard stories out there. Ironically, for our last phantom dog story, we have to go back to mysterious Britain and Ireland to find a good U.S. counterpart, and the page is called Black Dogs and Phantom Hounds, Part 1, Maryland and Delaware. Legends of black dogs and phantom hounds are widespread throughout the Chesapeake Bay region, which was one of the earliest areas settled by the English. The tales of British black dogs are combined with werewolf traditions and typical ghost stories, as well as possibly with cryptozoological sightings of weird creatures, to create a tradition that is like the British one, yet unlike it at the same time. Black Dogs of Warfieldsburg the tiny village of Worsfieldburg in Carroll County is haunted by Black Dog. Recounted by Maryland folklorist Anne W. Whitney and Caroline C. Bullock is the story of two men who are riding along near the Ore Mine Bridge at dusk around 1887. We saw a large black dog which passed through the fence, crossed the road, and passed through another fence. Whitney and Bullock also recount the tale of a man who stood under a tree near a bridge possibly the ore mine bridge, because he told of a phantom black dog who would come by. The dog appeared, and according to him, the dog followed him for a brief time before vanishing. Yet another instance was a man who saw a black dog dragging a length of chain. This black dog can apparently never appear more than once to the same person, and it is said that the crack of the whip near it will cause it to vanish. In some variants of the story, the dog is the phantom of Lee Masters, a notorious Carroll County landowner who was supposedly quite cruel. Masters is also associated with the haunting of Avondale, his manor house. There was a case in 1975 in which a group of motorists supposedly struck a large black dog standing on a road near Warsfieldburg. They felt the impact of the strike and they felt the animal under the wheels, but when the car passed by, the black dog was standing in the road, baring its teeth at them before vanishing. The Blue Dog of Rose Hill Perhaps the oldest ghost story of Maryland is that of the Blue Dog of Rose Hill. Near the town of Port Tobacco, Charles County, is a rock covered in reddish discolorations. Called the Peddler's Rock, it is supposedly marks the spot where a trader was killed at some point in the latter part of the 1700s. In true ghost story fashion, there are many variants of the tale. Some have heard that the body was found lying on the rock, some that the body was buried. Some have heard that the victim was not a trader, but a returning Civil War soldier. In any case, the man's money was left behind, and his dog, a great blue-tinged mastiff, almost black, was killed during the murder. After the crime, the man returned to seize the treasure and were warded off by the howling, then charged by a large, luminous dog. During the Civil War, men under the command of General Joseph Hooker supposedly tried to retrieve Peddler's treasure, but were, like the murderers, frightened away by howling and the approach of a large hound. I don't have any confirmation on this story, but in the early 1860s, General Hooker was indeed engaged to maneuvers around Washington, D.C. The number of camp followers attached to Hooker's army, by the way, was the source of Hooker, a common slang term for prostitute. As recently as February of 1971, locals claimed to hear the howling of the dog coming from the vicinity of the rock. Blue Dog of Rose Hill 2 
It could be just another variant of the urban legend or wholly a separate story, but the city of Frederick, Frederick County, has its own blue dog of Rose Hill. The grounds of Rose Hill Manor off Route 355 in the northern part of the city are also haunted by a phantom blue dog. This blue dog was the pet of a previous owner of the manor. The owner had buried treasure six feet from the old oak trees on the property. The ghostly dog appears at midnight, wanders the ground, and vanishes as mysteriously as it appeared. Now deceased Maryland researcher Mark Shorvinsky of Strange Magazine investigated the tale of the Frederick Blue Dog. The Snarly Owl is the name given to a phantom hound which haunted a section of the National Pike near Turner's Gap in Frederick County. This hound was first mentioned by Madeline V. Dahlgren in 1882. Her book South Mountain Magic details no less than a dozen sightings of the beast. One account is from Daniel Messick, whose father kicked at a huge dog near Dame's Quarter. His foot passed directly through it. Sticks, rocks, and even bullets were recorded as having passed through the beast in Dahlgren's account. Other accounts have stated that the dog left physical traces, and it frightened horses to the extent that they threw their riders. The dog was seen numerous times by a minister at the small church of Glendale, a staple of Frederick County legend for years. The yow was seen in 1962 near Zittlestown. In this instance, it was headless, white, and drug a chain along behind it. The South Mountain area is also the traditional home of a number of werewolves. The French Rail Dog The French Rail Dog is an enormous hound, nearly 10 feet in length, which haunts at a stretch of Route 12 near Frederica in Delaware. Mentioned by Charles J. Adams III, a Pennsylvania-based author on paranormal topics, the dog appears in the wake of an automobile accident on the road. Not much information is at hand, but as folklore forms around the globe, speaks of dogs as sort of a psychopomp or spirits which guide the dead to the afterlife, it appears in the wake of death, and thus it may be an interpretation of this. There are other stories listed on this page, but at this point we have actually used up our time. So I appreciate your bearing with. I apologize for the noise of the Stark Clan Pug Pack, but uh, we have some new lively members here, and uh, if nothing else, they're very naughty. <laughs> I hope that you and yours have a wonderful holiday season. Hopefully we'll be able to get in one or two more episodes on supernatural nasty beasts out there. I'll try to aim for one on cats and maybe even one on a dark horse or two. Have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful paranormal time out there. Don't forget to support your local pet rescues. Thank you very much. This is Brandy Stark signing out. Pet Life Radio presents Paranormal Pets, where you can always expect the unexpected. Each week we'll discuss all aspects of weird or spiritual animal encounters, ghosts, totems, psychic animals, animal souls, animal angels, and animals in religion, with a little cryptozoology thrown in. Step into the supernatural world of pets every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.